Hello and welcome to the St. James Podcast. My name is Mike and each week in this podcast I share a little bit of background and maybe a reflection or two on the gospel story for the week. Our church is St. James in Dundas, Ontario and you can find out more about us if you want to by visiting our website www.stjamesdundas.ca and from there you'll find links to our Facebook page uh, where you can join us for the live streamed worship right now on Wednesdays at 8pm where we pray the office of Compline or night prayer as it's sometimes called and also on Sundays at 9.30am where we celebrate the Eucharist or the Mass. As I record this podcast, our province has declared a state of emergency and with that comes a further stay-at-home order. And the challenge for all of us in this time becomes a little more acute. This time of isolation has real consequences for our physical and mental health and well-being. If you are in Hamilton area and listening to this and you find yourself in a mental health crisis, please contact the Mental Health Support Service, COAST, at 905-972-8338 or you can go online at coasthamilton.ca. And if you find yourself right now comfortable and well supported, I encourage you to take some of that precious time and energy to reach out today via phone or email with a message of support and care for someone else, anyone else, but especially those who are alone. Now is also a good time to check on your own well-being and the things that you need to cope and be well during this time. So consider your diet, exercise, consistent sleep patterns, taking some quiet time each day, perhaps meditating, minimising screen time and taking a break from the news. Keep yourself well hydrated. Take time to process your emotions by talking to others or by journaling if that's how you work best. And take time to connect with others. I also find that just being more attentive to a prayer life and uh, reading are things that help me cope. So What works for you is important to pay attention to. I wish you peace and all that can be good in this difficult time and encourage you that if we work together as an act of love for one another and for our world, we will come through this time. As we turn to this week's Gospel story, I could have chosen two possible readings. At St James, on Sunday we're keeping the Feast of the Confession of Peter. But this season also offers readings that present us with the beginning of Jesus' ministry in the Gospels. These are kind of readings that span that bridge now between Christmas uh, and Lent. And so I've chosen to go with the readings for the second Sunday of Epiphany. And I invite you to turn with me uh, in the Bible or simply listen along as we read from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, Here's an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. 
Nathanael asked him, Where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Well, in the Synoptic Gospels, that means Matthew, Mark and Luke, we have well-known stories about the calling of disciples, particularly those ones where Jesus walks alongside a lake and calls fishermen in pairs. You know, um, But in John's Gospel, after a very poetic introduction, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, we get some stories about the witness of John the Baptist. And the first disciples of Jesus are called from among John's disciples. Andrew is first, who then goes and brings along his brother, Simon Peter. And then we have this curious story we come to today about the calling of another disciple, Philip, from Bethsaida. Philip's first action after being called is to go and recruit what sounds like a mutual friend of Andrew and Peter. This guy's called Nathaniel. And he tells Nathaniel that they have found someone that has been foretold by Moses and the prophets. It's an interesting take that while in the other Gospels the disciples are told they will be taught to fish for people, in this story it's the first thing that both Andrew does in finding Peter and that Philip does in going to find Nathaniel. So perhaps is a quick commentary on the work and role of a disciple. Inherent in being a follower of Jesus is to share the good news of what we have found in our faith, sharing that with others and inviting them to share it too. I actually think this is a great scene with Nathaniel sitting under a fig tree. It can be quite comical. Dramatically, we might assume Nathaniel is seeking shelter from the heat of the day, perhaps playing truant from work, hiding or taking a nap. But in John's Gospel, of course, nearly everything is symbolic. The fig tree is one that occurs often in the Gospels and earlier in Scripture. It's a tree whose fruit was considered a high delicacy in the ancient world. It is a symbol of Israel, God's people. You can find that in Hosea chapter 9, 1 Kings chapter 4. And it's also an image of God's promise and bounty and riches given to his people in Deuteronomy chapter 8, for example. So perhaps here it represents the mission of the disciples to Israel. The disciples go to a faithful person of Israel. More personally, perhaps it is the mission to someone steeped in that tradition and religion. Nathaniel, who perhaps was someone fruitful in it, and so one who should recognise God at work in the world when he sees it. Unlike other times in the Gospels when we'll find barren fig trees denoting the fruitless faith of people like the Pharisees and Sadducees. Philip identifies the one they have found as Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. That's a fairly standard way of giving someone an identity in the ancient world. It's a name, a family and a town, enough to situate them geographically and socially. So there comes another touch of comedy here, when Nathaniel retorts, Can anything good come from Nazareth? 
Being myself someone from a small industrial town that has little claim to fame, I get Nathaniel's scepticism. It's a good moment to stop and reflect on how we judge and evaluate ourselves and others. What are the identifiers for success, fame, wisdom, power and import that we project onto others? That kind of reflection may reveal our own privilege, but also the prejudices and value systems of the world in which we live, and where we expect God to speak. Nathaniel then gets to meet this Jesus, who comments that this is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, and perhaps that's a quip at his hiding under a fig tree. Nathaniel asks, how would Jesus know anything about him, and gets this reply, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip came to you. I think we're meant to assume that this is a moment of supernatural sight. It's enough to astound Nathaniel and to move him to a confession of faith right there and then. Teacher or rabbi, you are the son of God and the king of Israel. There's an irony to that. The first description of Jesus was in some ways false. John's gospel is trying to make us understand that Jesus is not, in fact, the son of Joseph from Nazareth, but the son of God from eternity. We hearken back to that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nathaniel's confession of faith is a quick step or hint at this direction. But Jesus suggests immediately that he's not getting the whole picture. Actually, you're going to see more than this little moment of supernatural sight. You're going to see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That little sentence is quite clearly an adaptation of, or an image of, Jacob's dream, uh, or we sometimes call it Jacob's ladder, uh, the story in Genesis chapter 28, when Jacob, sleeping on the ground, sees heaven opened and a ladder extending to the earth and the angels of God going to and fro, and God stands beside him. And this image of heaven being broken open and revealed on earth is certainly a favourite of John's Gospel and all the apocalyptic writings. In these few short verses, John has given us a challenging little glimpse of discipleship. Like Philip and Andrew, disciples are meant to be people who tell others what they have found. That's the work of evangelism, sharing good news. Disciples are meant to be people who expect God to turn up. Even or especially perhaps in the unexpected places, unlike Nathaniel and his scepticism about a Messiah coming from Nazareth. And we are not only to confess what we know about Jesus to be, but be ready for something greater, to learn more about him. A moment of self-reflection, perhaps. I wonder if you have, as a follower of Jesus, understood him and how that understanding has changed in the journey of your faith. And if it hasn't changed, why not? In this story, from an understanding of him as son of God and king of Israel, Jesus tells Nathanael to be ready for even greater revelation and wonder. May we be ready for it too. Let us pray. We thank you, Jesus, for finding us wherever we are and calling us whoever we are to know your love and to share your good news. Keep our hearts and minds open and ready to speak of you to others and to grow in our understanding of who you are and what you call us to be and become. In your name we pray.
Amen. Thank you for joining me. Please take care. Go safely and God bless you.